Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Keenan Bonner. No Sean Shoot again, but we'll make sure you don't miss him too much. We've got two great episodes for you this week, and it all will culminate in revealing what makes the final four for next week's finale. We're now in the final week of the second round of the bracket, and today's matchup is 2009's The Hangover, through after beating Shaun of the Dead in round one, up against 2004's Dodgeball through after beating White Chicks in round one. How are we doing today? Yeah, good, mate. You? Are you missing Sean or getting by? I always miss Shoot. I'd like to say the same, but uh, <laughs> testing my patience lately with his punctuality. <laughs> it's like an injury prone player in the squad. You get used to it after a while. You, you know, some weeks he's not going to be there. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw. Southampton linked with uh, and Villa linked with Ross Barkley and Loftus Cheek and people saying which would you rather have and I thought it's really a devil's choice here because <laughs> Barkley ain't very good and if you're loaning Loftus Cheek you get about three games a season so I mean Bar- at least Barkley will be there for you yeah He's present <laughs> so yeah we, we, we've spoken before about Leeds fans getting a bit big for their boots Villa fans I saw them having a, having a debate the other day about whether they take Deli Alley. Now, I'm not his biggest fan, but <laughs> let's not get out of ourselves here, boys. He's no John McGinn, though, is he? That's it. He doesn't get in ahead of McGinn or Green. And if Douglas Louise is fit, he, he fills that role adequately. They might be right. <laughs> you know what? They might have a point. <laughs> we'll get back to these films. So the same format as we've had the last couple of weeks. We'll go through the sequels, what we love most about the film, and nitpick, last scene standing, see if the wedding crashes montage can be toppled. A line from a film that would work as a Tinder bio, and then I'll reveal the results. So, sequels or lack of, we do have a sequel for The Hangover, two in fact. Mixed feelings, I know we did a podcast during lockdown, TK, we did a Monday one, where you said that it was definitely worth going back and giving The Hangover 2 another watch, because it would likely be better than I remembered it. And that was, that was true, I watched it and did thoroughly enjoy it, so... Do you hold the sequels against them? Do you feel they add to the first one or would have been better off for its kind of legacy leaving them out? I think no one had any complaints after the second one. It was only after they did the third one that people start to say that they kind of uh, stretched it too far. It's funny um, you should say that. I do have some complaints that I'll give you for the second one. <laughs> okay, but I, I mean, I guess in the, in the general sort of yeah, 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 yeah. circle. It didn't seem that way. Everyone was hyped for the second, enjoyed it, and then by the time it's third, it's like, okay, we've done this now. But I, I, I don't know, in a way, sometimes maybe you've got to do that. It's sort of like a boxer that they kind of found out that, yeah, we've had one too many fights now, we, we're done. <laughs> you need that last one. You don't want to leave anything in the tank. Yeah, but he asked Todd Phillips if there was any chance of a fourth one, and he said it's um, somewhere between a negative five and zero percent. <laughs> so, not even they, the uh, money's enough to get him out for that. I mean, in fairness, though, I will give ultimate respect to Todd Phillips. Because when asked about the third, he was like, yeah, no, we did that one for the money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the the second one, they do what maybe we've criticised some films for before in 
they're not too adventurous with the sequel, are they? They very much know what works and they just take that to Thailand. So tells the story of Phil, Stu Allen and Doug. They travel to Thailand for Stu's wedding. After the bachelor party, Stu takes no chances, um, opts for a safe, subdued wedding brunch, and obviously things don't go to plan. I did try and contact Doug last night for an interview, uh, Keenan. I've told TK this okay. whilst watching the um, Celtics game because I really just want to know what his thoughts were when he gets the second script and is like, okay, all right, you still don't want to bring me on the night out the second time around. <laughs> I know like, uh, all the times I've sent these interviews, I've been spot on. His name's um, Justin Barfoot. Yeah. I've sent two interviews calling him Jesse twice. <laughs> I had to send another one straight after saying, uh, my apologies, I've just realised my mistake there. <laughs> I mean, he's probably a bit too bit out of our league ATM, but I mean... <laughs> and we've got his name wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you're trying to big time him, like, oh, are you Jesse? Oh, right, brilliant. That's probably I like the TK's um, giving it a wee there, so he hasn't just made me feel like I'm going down solo. Oh, no, for the record, I will launch you under that bus. <laughs> I will hold well, anyway. you the, I'll hold you off the curb as it drives past. In its opening weekend, it earned I 170... Should have done that. There's no way he'd reciprocate to me. I would. I would. <laughs> In the opening weekend... It earns 177.8 million for the second one, highest grossing worldwide opening for a comedy film since. Do you know what it broke the record for? The Hangover one. No. On. Go on. The Simpsons much. movie. Shoo. With 170.9 million on the opening weekend, that took in. Climate. Rotten Tomatoes. We always go to. I mean, 33% is its approval <laughs> rating for the sequel, uh, from 245 reviews. 4.9 out of 10, and um, the site's critical consensus reads, a crueler, darker, raunchier carbon copy of the first installment. The Hangover 2 lacks the element of surprise and most of the joy that helped make the original a hit. Just for the record, whilst they're being overly critical, if you name four changes, it can't be a carbon copy. Yeah. I mean, if you like, did That just seemed overly critical of the film, but just for the record, if you're reviewing the film... <laughs> If something's not exactly the same, it can't be a carbon copy. Hey, look, take it up, take it up with them over there. Wow. So there were more complaints about this one. So Crystal, the capuchin monkey who appears in Night of the Museum, as well as a drug dealing monkey in this film, <laughs> Todd Phillips thought that it would be funny while doing the media to joke that he thought the monkey had become addicted to cigarettes after learning to smoke them for the film. He should have quickly realised that. These animal people don't play around. Oh, I was just going to say, they, they don't play them games. So they explained that he then had to explain that Crystal never actually held a lit cigarette on the film and the smoke was added digitally in post-production. But despite this, um, Peter protested about the appearance and originally wanted the monkey removed from the film entirely, but instead had to settle when uh, they took it to the American Humane Association and ensured that there was no disclaimer at the start of the film saying that no animals were harmed since uh, the group were denied set visits. Yeah. You can't have any fun with these people, can you? Well, it, it's funny you say that because if we go on to the next uh, complaint, they follow the formula of the first one again with uh, the photos in the closing credits. 
Um, mm-hmm. As this one comes to a close, there's many photos depicting the events of the previous night, and among them is a photo loosely depicting a famous war photo by photographer Eddie Adams of a public execution during the Vietnam War. Um, film critic Roger Ebert came out and criticised the photo, saying it was a cruel shot that a director should never have used, but Todd Phillips stuck by it and said that it was funny. <laughs> My man, Todd Phillips. They haven't said all that. We enjoyed the second. Doing the dance. Gotta love it. Um, then just to go over the, the third one briefly, I mean, the I've been in, that, in that second one, well, I think I may have said this before, but it does also get hugely overlooked that on this night, Stu does actually cheat as well. He, he fucks the transport. <laughs> that seems to just get swept under the shot. I mean, for, happens, right? for, for, the, for, for the record, he gets fucked by a trans Yeah, woman. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I, thinking it's more of a mutual fucking than it was. It sounds, I think he just got it. From the way she describes it, our stew <laughs> yeah. just gets pegged. <laughs> um, bearing, bearing in mind the climate we live in, I mean, I would have thought animal rights issues, you then got the trans issue on there. There's, there's all sorts of. It's obvious, really went there. Hey, he needs to come on here and defend himself, is all I'm hearing. But we're not criticising him. <laughs> you don't say that now, you say that afterwards. V. Villa Phillips. So, the third one, the Wolf Pack get back together, they go back to the first one, um, as Black Doug kidnaps them and say that uh, they have to track down the 42 million in gold that Mr. Chow has stolen from them. And it turns into more of a heist movie with some comedy in there. Which I guess yeah. was the main complaint for the third one. Yeah, it's not the, the less said the better. And I think yeah, I should, came out the cinema disappointed there. Yeah, I think the less said the better, really, and that should be an indication of how we feel about it. Well, I mean, did, did you we, not think it was an okay film? Or so? it doesn't match up to the standard. I've actually not watched it back. I was that <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. That it, it didn't. It, it didn't. Maybe I'll enjoy it if I watched it back now. I'm not sure. I will say it's always good to see John Goodman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is he does a good turn in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Um, it's just not never far off the same guy. In everything, but he does do a good turn. No, but yeah, but he is. That's the dream. I don't. People say, yeah. "Oh, he's typecast yeah. and he plays himself." That's the dream. If you uh, can how go... many people have we celebrated on this part who are essentially the same sort of character <laughs> in each film? Yeah, exactly. Them. If you can get that and you're okay with it, and you can keep getting the money, do it. Take and it. Don't be ashamed of it, like Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> no, or, or Sean William Scott, no offence to him, but he was, uh, for a long time, he was ashamed about being typecast. Make your money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like his options really are limited as well. He's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. got to lean into it. One so he did that, he did that Mr. Woodcock film, didn't he, where he was clearly like, look, I'm not trying this anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the old days, he would have played Mr. Woodcock, whereas yeah. he, he, became, he played, well, he, he played the, the, the blood who gets bullied, didn't he? Yeah. So, Dodgeball, we spoke to Chris Williams. Um, he revealed that the Dodgeball sequel was pretty much set in motion, and then Ben Stiller opted to do Zoolander 2 instead. So, that's who we've got to blame for there being no Dodgeball sequel. He he referenced that they were going to go to Europe, didn't he say? And they were going to play some big yeah. German team. Mm. Yeah. Possibly teaming up with um, Global Gym. We'll never know. I don't think it harms the first one that we don't have a sequel, though. No, it could it quite easily have gone very bad looking at 
Ben Stiller's uh, record of sequels. I was just going to say, it could have just turned into Zoolander 2. And we've yeah, Zoolander 2 was rough, to say the least. I do also think it's it's hard to go somewhere different with Dodgeball as well. No. They did very well at making comedy out of this as it was, let alone. Yeah. How would you differentiate it? It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, if I go to you first, TK, what do you love most about The Hangover? I couldn't think of anything except for on the similar lines of Project X where you just feel hyped. Not the whole thing. From the moment they sort of uh, did a little speech on the rooftop, that's pretty much you're going, aren't you? And yeah. you never sort of come back down in a similar way to how Project X just keeps you going. I, I went with the... I thought this was like the making of Bradley Cooper was what I loved most about it. And I think without this, and as good as The Hangover is, we probably also don't get limitless the way that we see it today, the place beyond the pines, which I'll forever recommend for anyone that hasn't seen it. Silver Linings Playbook, if you maybe want a tear brought to your eye on a lazy Sunday night. Um, American Hustle, American Sniper. He maybe doesn't get those roles and isn't taken as seriously if we have that. And it looks like, and although he wasn't supposed to play that role in um, Wedding Crashes, he manages to play the arsehole but in a lovable way. Like, he kind of evolved a bit from there and he shows that he can do both sides of, of that uh, particular position. Yeah, fair. I don't know if I won't argue with that. An, an odd what film do... to be your breakthrough, isn't it? Bear in mind, he's obviously you know, become a serious yeah. actor. It's an odd well, film he's... to be your sort of... Uh, yeah, they say, don't they, that he essentially benefited from them not being able to cast who they wanted. So for him, yeah. he felt like it was his last chance saloon. So he just went all in with it and just was as much of an asshole as possible right <laughs> from the start. Keenan, what do you love most about The Hangover? Um, the, the Part of me likes the fact that it's a Vegas film without being a Vegas film, but I think the, the wolf pack as an idea, these, I, I will we'll just call it three, the, these three blokes and just the, the insanity of it all, cause like, it, which basically is all the same thing, actually. The fact that it's a film about Vegas without being a film about Vegas. Yeah. We, yeah, I know we true. covered it when we did the pod the first time around, but I like that how ridiculous it is while still being remaining believable. Like to some extent, it never goes white and as ridiculous as it is having a tiger in your bathroom. The way that they do use it is, it could happen in like the very like extreme realms of possibility. It's not like they've got eight tigers and put them in the bathroom. Like, if you're going for the comedy, some films would just go all in. Mm. The, uh, the, for the way, the incorporating the tiger to Mike Tyson is a great touch as well. Yeah. Mm. I'll stick with you, Keenan. Um, what do you love most about Dodgeball? Again, it's, uh, what do I love most about Dodgeball? It manages to be a different underdog story. There's a couple of twists in it uh, and things, but it, I mean, it is it is it's just a play on an underdog movie. They get in a ring yeah. in this case, but I quite like that. And it's more of a, it's an adult version of an underdog movie because yeah. uh, you see those films made for children constantly because it's aspirational and it. So oh, don't give up. There's always hope, etc. In this uh, and the the point where Peter, it's always a sort of classic art, but the point where Peter just thinks, "Oh fuck this," and the fact that it's Many years later, what I love most is Lance Armstrong's cameo. Is essentially where I'm going with it because at the time it's quite 
it's somewhat funny that it's Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Now, as you watch it and listen to the things that he says, it's yeah. so much funnier. For me, I went with um, just the kind of tandem of Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller in that they both have roles there that allow them to be the very best parts of kind of their abilities. Mm. That, like, White Goodman is as good as a character as we have in the bracket. He's perfect, and they wouldn't work without having Vince Vaughn's character being as Vince Vaughn's character is. And you kind of just get almost peak Vince Vaughn in here, but he's just a role. <laughs> he is, as we've said with other roles we've done in this episode, where they kind of allow him to be kind of a caricature of himself, and it works perfectly. What about you, TK? Uh, you've kind of both touched on what I thought. I thought uh, either simply white. I think he's a, he's a great character. Um, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I just cut out for a second. Um, or I guess kind of building on what Keenan said, uh, kind of a message that like an actual average Joe story, rather than sort of like a pandering underdog story. I think these are like genuinely sort of average people who do a dodgeball competition and then that's it, roll credits. There's nothing overly spectacular about that. But there's something sort of, I guess, warming about that. Um, if we go on to uh, a nitpick, so for Hangover, if we stick with you, TK, um, what would be your Hangover nitpick? I guess uh, I do agree with your point that as crazy as it is, it does retain some believability. Um, but I guess the relative ease with which they move a tiger in and out of a hotel, I guess, probably is a nitpick. <laughs> Mine was a lot more simple, and it's just, why does Doug not just get off the roof? I still don't understand why he stays up there. Isn't he? Uh, good point. Because he's conscious enough that he kind of, well, not, he's not in the best of ways, and he kind of... Uh, Isn't he tied to something? No, he's just passed out, isn't he? Pathetic. Okay. I guess he's also, why do they not think to check the roof early on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I would imagine if it's a casino, it would be a security door that you could only open from the inside. Yeah, anyway. they ended up on the roof at the start of that, didn't they? I'm thinking. I'm sure yeah, he should so be banging on come, that door if he really needs come, to get down. <laughs> they would have come from the inside, obviously, so you can open it from the inside, but probably not the outside. I mean, no, I the fact they get the mattress off up, the yeah, roof. Good point. And they still don't see him up there is another thing. The, the, mat, the mattress thing is very, very much true. Um, <laughs> it does annoy. What about uh, what about a nitpick for dodgeball? Wait, do I not get my nitpick for? Yeah, I thought I was your. I thought I was your. No, no, I was, just, I was just trying to be sorry. Um, for me, uh, how bad? How how bad a mum had a guy in this? Because <laughs> <laughs> they present her as though she cares a lot about this baby, but she marries someone on a Friday night and then just gives him her kid. <laughs> and presumably at the time <coughs> excuse me at the time that they're married these have all done a load of a load of ecstasy so they are all <laughs> proper spangled like there's not even like oh I've had a couple of beers it'll be fine <laughs> these two must be they must be spangled their jaws must be gone at a thousand miles a minute and she's like yeah here I mate take it in the bobby. and it's very not... blase when it's returned yeah <laughs> so oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ring back <laughs> Well, if we stick with you, Keenan, what's your nitpick for dodgeball? How easily White Goodman throws in the towel. <laughs> Gives it loads about being the ultimate man and how he's got 
how he grabs the ball by the horn. He's his one competition pass on 18 stone and spends his time, <laughs> spends his time blaming Chuck Norris. From <laughs> Bob. What about you, TK? Oh man, Dwight being underused. Yeah. I went for how easily they forgive Steve the Pirate for ditching them in the biggest game of their lives and he just turns <laughs> up after for the celebrations. And they're all, oh, brilliant, Steve the Pirate's here. <laughs> and despite winning, they should probably be a bit more annoyed with Vince selling them down the river and placing the bet on the off chance considering none of them really believed they were going to win beforehand. So that was a very risky call. Oh look, it's a it's a ridiculous bet. It's stupid. If your friend is should be you annoyed with him. It's hard to when they when they open that treasure chest and it's hard, isn't it? That everything goes out the window. <laughs> Splitting that with the pirate is fucking outrageous, really. I think if you're yeah. on that team you're saying you're not getting your hands on that so. <laughs> Um Last scene standing then, so currently on the throne we have the, the wedding montage and wedding crashes. If you're going to put a scene forward for any of these, what would you do? Because I do think there's a couple that you could put forward. Well, I think when we were saying what the best scene was from the hangover, I think we arrived at either the morning after scene where they find the tiger, etc., or the end credits. Yeah. I think either of those could stand up as a, as a good battle. I'd give an honourable mention to the drive to Vegas where you have Alan's thanks a lot, Bin Laden in there. You have him cracking up and making them uh, nearly veer into a truck. You've got Bradley Cooper saying how much he hates his life. And then oh, you've well, got I'll, him I'll give it kicking him with the Vegas movie. And for dodgeball, um, Kate entering White's office, him having the pizza <laughs> and pumping himself up, taking the ball by the horns, literally reading the dictionary. Go on, Keenan, sorry. I know, I was going to say, for, I was trying to think, what is, I don't think there's one for dodgeball I would necessarily... That, that I would, would think beats the wedding crashes montage. Um, my one for the hangover would be the end credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't, I don't know if it beats it, but that would be my top selection. Yeah. So. I would say one against the other that it beats it for me, but I do know we've got, uh, the, the head and maybe the assistant head of uh, the Wedding Crashes fan club. I'm not sure which one's the assistant, which one's the main one. So it is in your hands. So it needs one of you if you feel it beats it. If not, we carry on through to uh, Scary Movie Old School to see if there is one that can uh, take the crown. I don't... If I actually, if you put them both on now and said, which would you rather watch, I would pr- I'd take the Wedding Crashes montage. Bit of shout, all of it. And TK? Oh, this is tricky. Because I, I don't just I don't want to be just you know bulldozing, running crashes through because of my love for the film. I want to try and retain some objectivity. I'm still saying a prayer for the pursuit of happiness. I'm still saying a prayer. The fans hey. were on my back last week. They were on my back <laughs> asking why where shoot when you need him. Wow, that, now there's a good question. <laughs> when you're in battle, so don't back, rely really. on him. <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it to the Hangover on that scene. I don't. That's no reflection on the two films. But I think for a standalone scene, I think you've crumbled. Might, I think <laughs> that might just pit it. What he's probably done depends there, what mood you're in. Uh... No, what he's done there is to try and remain objective. 
he's just gone completely the other way. He don't even believe what he's saying. Can hear him. <laughs> hey, look, I don't think um, wedding crashes is badly done by this podcast. I'm sure they'll survive this uh, this week. But commiserations to uh, David Dobkin because I know he did wipe out what do you say like a month of his life shooting that scene. So. Exactly. In all fairness, I, I think we've given it plenty of props. What a line from the film that would work as a Tinder bio, and there are plenty for this, and we have shown that there really are no hold barred with this segment over the last couple of weeks. Anyone want to put one forward for the Hangover? Because I've got a couple. No, no, as ever, you start us off. Go on. So long, gay boys. Was my first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you you want to fuck up on me? <laughs> uh, one of the side effects of roofies is memory loss if you just want to get that straight out there and look if you want to say Saturdays I've heard of boys it's the weekend I don't know you you do not exist just get the boundaries set from the offset that is excellent I, I had, uh, Sorry. can you put can you put some pants on I find it a little weird if I had to ask twice or if I get a bit darker, I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a school or a checking shoes. <laughs> hey, look, if you get a match there, you beggar's ring, can't be choosers. No, this is very true. You, you've got to question her if she's matching you. Yeah. For, for dodgeball, I had a couple as well. Um, we should mate if you want to go straight out there. Um, it's time to put your mouth where our balls are. Um... Just don't go crying to your mummy when I spank you in front of all these people. <laughs> don't go crying to your daddy after I wipe it up with your face was another one. <laughs> and finally, uh, well. Apache's special. Um, I love the smell of queef in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are excellent. No, I'm good. Again, I don't think I'm going to beat that for dodgeball, so I'll just let you have your, I'll let you have your moment in the limelight. Yeah, that Patches then, profile would be quite something there. <laughs> that yeah. man would rack up some matches. Still, just the mention of dodgeball has had uh, Joni Loves Chachi stuck in my head again. <laughs> Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> there we go. Um, so that wraps up the episode. I can now reveal the scorecards for you. I'll just uh, load that up. So there we go. So it was a recap. 9-1 win for the hangover. We had two ties and um, one win for dodgeball on there. So hangover took it for which did you prefer? It took it for most quotable, best quote, best moment slash scene, best side character, figure impact. It was tied in terms of originality. MVP went to dodgeball. And then best soundtrack ending in chemistry also went to the hangover. So hangover does go through to the next round. No real upset there, but it was like the equivalent of drawing, say, uh, Leicester away in the third round of the cup. You don't want it, but there's probably worse draws you could have got. You're only saying, I'm noticing you've used them after, when you, after beating them 2 0 last night. No, they, they, drawing them away in the, in the Carabao is a bit different to the FA Cup. <laughs> didn't want to give anyone like United too much credit there. I'm happy with the score, but the originality one seems a bit bold. Dodge was about as original as you can get. See, I always think the hangover is. 
I, there I we go. So you can see the, the two sides mm. there. So it was yeah, a split. I, I think there's more stereotypes, stereotypes the right word, but st- more typical tropes for like a sporting underdog movie in Dodgeball than there is mm. tropes from a Vegas movie in The Hangover. And let me tell you, TK, some of the faces I pull when I open these results each week I might just not submit mine. Because it gives me enough stress getting them beforehand. I've never been late. I've always flat out. But it just annoys me that you know these things before I do. Hey. It's a power thing, isn't it? It is a power thing. He's actually <laughs> said this to, he said this to me before. And <laughs> if he wouldn't have said it, I could have lived with it. But knowing that he enjoys now it. Now there. <laughs> now knowing that he enjoys it, I ultimately want to find a way to stop it. <laughs> I don't believe this to be correct. But anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. Next episode, the last episode of round two. Stay tuned.